You are listening to a CJTR podcast. Wednesday. Well, it's not actually Wednesday. It's Monday, but really it could be any day of the week because you're listening to this whole live on tape deal. So that's what's going on. But uh, the more important thing is that you're listening to Spoiler Alert, that weekly talk radio show for people who like to watch things. And by today's standards, that means absolutely everyone. That's so uh, <laughs> I'm joined today by, uh, via teleconference by my co-hosts, Sonia and Sean. Guys, how are you? Good. Hi. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> is everything going good? We're high and good. Better than I've ever been. (laughs) We're coming to you live from an apartment, a basement, and what may be a shower. I don't know. I can't tell. (laughs) This is my bed. (laughs) I'm also in my bed. Oh, okay. Wait, you think I have a poster or like a tapestry in my shower? I thought it was a shower curtain. It doesn't doesn't matter. It it doesn't matter. Uh, Today, Ladies and gentlemen, we put an end to all the tomfoolery that's been going on. Wow. By the end of this episode, every Tom, Dick, and Harry is going to know what Tom Hanks' best performance is. Uh, all March long, we have been pitting nine semi-random Tom Hanks films against one another to find out which one will come up top in To March Madness. Oh, thank you for the air horns. Today, our finalists will each get ranked and scored to find out the winner of to march madness uh sean uh will you give us a brief highlight of our three finalists okay our three finalists are three films from very disparate times of tom's career and i feel like really give Mm -hmm. a good rounded uh you know view of him as an actor we've got the burbs from the 80s where he's very charming and fun then we've got philadelphia from the 90s, where he's showing some real chops, acting-wise and otherwise. And then mm-hmm. we have A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood from the 2020. Basically yesterday. <laughs> Basically yesterday. <laughs> Very recently. Um, okay, so shall we talk about each film? And then uh, at the end, we'll rank them and see who comes out on top? Love yeah. It. Okay, so let's uh, let's get our conversation started with the newest of Tom's films, a beautiful day in the neighborhood, guys. What are your What are your thoughts generally on this film? Well, it is not a Tom vehicle, as opposed mm-hmm. to like most of the other films that we watched this month. He is a bit of a supporting actor. Yes, and by a bit I mean he is. Yeah. Um, I also was reading that he was not he had like made it explicitly known that he was not accepting scripts to portray real people at this time. And Marielle Heller had to like finagle her way through Colin Hanks to, to even get the script to him because she really thought he would be good. Like, yeah. Everyone can go through Colin. That guy's, uh, he'll do anything. He's open. I actually, I prefer to go through Chet. Oh, (laughs) don't go through Chet. (laughs) <laughs> no one should go through chat. He's like, hey, guys, I, I know you've heard, but mom and dad have corona. <laughs> sure. But they're yeah. just chilling. They're vibing. They're I believe fine. is what he said. Did I he think he put out a, did Chet put out a video? Chet yeah. put out like um the press release, basically, shirtless. Oh. And he's just like, 
hey guys, I'm sure you've heard mom and dad have coronavirus. <laughs> and it was like, oh my God. At one point, I believe he literally said, they're just vibing. Yeah. <laughs> as, you know, as the Hankses do. Yeah. The um, Hankses vibe. Okay. Uh, should we, uh, I don't think we really need to get into scores because we'll be rating uh, these films the scores at the, the end window. of the show. Out the window. No. Uh, I think maybe in the case of a tie, we might turn to our scores. But um, mm. uh, we did talk about this last show. What are you guys' thoughts on characterization uh, in A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood versus the other two uh, nominees, if you will? Um, um, yeah, like it's a different performance. It's It's kind of unnerving and because he is so still and Tom Hanks's like jam is that he's just got this like sort of manic energy and so it was very it was yeah it was just very different than anything I've seen him in um do I think that you know he did have I thought he did some good vocal tonality work <laughs> but um but I also honestly am not very familiar with Mr. Rogers but Mr. Rogers' daughter was like a consultant so he must have been doing something mm. that she approved of. And yeah, I he said does this, great oh. puppet work. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, the puppet work <laughs> the puppet work is to be commended. Um, He's off yeah. the chain. I said this last week, but I think there were some interesting layers to this performance. Um mm-hmm. I think he did a good job of conveying like I don't know, the the Mr. Rogersness of it all in terms of just like his sweetness and how much he cared about other people and um, but then also he did bring some of that, like, yeah, that kind of wild energy that I think was behind a lot of what Mr. Rogers did in this really interesting way. And like, personally, mm-hmm. it made me want to learn more about Mr. Rogers. I don't know if you guys had that same experience, but like, I went and Googled a bunch of things after watching this. Interesting. Mm. Do you guys feel like it was maybe hurt, not well, hurt might not be the right word, affected, possibly negatively? By being the only one of the finalists that had an act, like he's portraying a real person, as Sean said, um, which he's done multiple times. But uh, for our final three, this is the only one. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you guys, what are your thoughts on that? Because for me, it kind of, like, as I said before, I, I just saw Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and uh, I think that kind of underscores my feelings for this whole film. Um, it worked. Like, it didn't. It was effective. Like, I'm not saying it was bad, but uh, I don't know. It just wasn't Mr. Rogers. Should they have CG'd him and put a fake face over top? Oh, my God. Maybe. Horrifying. (laughs) I think definitely no. No? Because it made the character a lot more human, that it was Mm -hmm. still, that it wasn't like a weird parody of Mr. Rogers. Right. I think if it had been like, you know, the darkest hour of it all with like, the facial prosthetics and you know like when it just seems like an impression or yeah i don't i don't think that would have been as affecting that's just me interesting interesting show yeah and i also like having you know now a week out of seeing it i a little bit wonder if he was like miscast just because it i don't know it did seem it it doesn't seem natural for tom to be so still and to be mm-hmm. so unnervingly quiet. And and it does kind of make me feel like they wanted someone of Tom Hanks' stature. Yes. You know, like Tom Selleck was not going to be the pick. Not because, well, Tom Hanks doesn't look a ton like Mr. Rogers. No. Um, 
they could have maybe could have done better there. I can't think of anyone immediately, but uh, you know, mannerism wise, he captured it. Which let's let's talk about voice and physicality as one as one unit here. Um, he did knock it out of the park. Yeah, I mean, and you know, we've we've lauded his puppet skills, which uh, frankly, I don't even think we knew he had. Who knew? I I certainly did not. <laughs> that high squeaky voice that he was doing. <laughs> um, but uh, I think it 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 shows a tremendous amount of work to mm-hmm. to do what he did. But I do think it still falls short of you know getting as close as you humanly can before just seeing Tom Hanks. I don't know. Thoughts? You guys' thoughts? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like this was a little bit. It felt like one of those films near the end of an actor's career where they're like, we'll give you one just for sort of showing up. I felt <laughs> like that was... It was like, it felt like that was his vehicle for this. But he did a, he did do a great hmm. job. It wasn't like he phoned it in or anything. Yeah. But... Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I... Again, I think I'm kind of biased because of the, like, emotional component, which we'll talk about, but, like, just my Mm -hmm. feelings about Mr. Rogers and how that sort of, like, framing of it made me feel about the movie. Um, Well, let's go, let's go right into tension and emotion, Sonia. What do you, you talk about? Yeah, I mean, I talked about this a bit last week, too, but I just think we're in this moment where I, at least, am finding myself thinking a lot about how we, as people, like, deal with the hard things that happen to us. And so Mm -hmm. that's also maybe partly why this movie resonated with me, because that was kind of Mr. Rogers' whole thing, was, like, equipping kids with the tools to be healthy emotionally and to, like, deal with the things that happen to them and the difficult things. Um, Mm -hmm. And so that that sort of whole idea and how that can still be relevant to us as adults, as it is for Lloyd in the film. Um, that all just really like ticked a lot of boxes for me at this particular moment in time. Um, so I think it was very affecting. Yeah. Like it was more powerful to see Mr. Rogers effect on another character mm-hmm. person rather than just sort of a, you know, a information about his life as we've seen yeah. dozens of other times. Yeah. And actually we didn't really get any info about his life, which is fine. No. Cause it's a little bit, a sh- an urban legend mystery mm-hmm. of like, you know, he's got tattoos all up in his arms or like he <laughs> served in the, the war. <laughs> he probably did. He might. Um, I didn't actually do any research on actual Mr. Rogers. I should have. <laughs> Uh, as, as I had said before for tension and emotion, um, I feel like it's certainly there in the film. And, uh, this is, this is where the, the break will start to begin for this particular episode because, uh, it's hard when he's not the star yeah, mm-hmm. or the co-star. And, uh, I think, well, I think you guys know what I'm going to do voting wise, but, um, uh, I, I do think that had it been more focused on him, he may have been more in control, but I mm. do think it would have been more boring. Um, and that kind of brings us into style, if you guys uh, care to uh, share your thoughts on that. Hmm. Yeah. Um, it's interesting, Sean, that idea of him being miscast is interesting. And I think I'm going to think about that for a while because mm-hmm. I can't decide if I agree with you or not. Um, 
but I, I don't know. There was, there's something about the fact that it was Tom and we also have this same kind of like attachment to Tom as this figure, this warm figure that yeah. made it kind of work for me. And in that way, like we talk about, you know, could someone else have played this role? Yes, but also it did make it kind of special. I think that it was him. Yeah, that, it that made me sense. want to see the film to know that he was the lead. Like if yeah. it was someone, if mm-hmm. it was Ted Danson or something, I probably would have been like, mm, maybe later. <laughs> <laughs> interesting, interesting. Uh, any overall general thoughts about uh, a beautiful day in the neighborhood? Um, uh, we didn't talk about this last time, but yeah. what did you guys think of like the framing device that they used? Like where it starts with almost like an episode and then he starts talking about Lloyd. I was very confused. <laughs> okay. I thought it was really neat, actually. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I thought it worked. I definitely think it worked into there. Mm-hmm. Because there is there is an expectation of watching it that, like, something good is going to happen. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, like, good will be done throughout the the whole thing. Because it's Mr. Rogers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Like, there's no, there's no... It's like watching a Disney movie, you know? And it was moving, but uh, again, Mr. Rogers as a sort of constant, right? Which I think a lot of people, if, you know, if he was secretly, you know, had alcohol issues and people didn't know that and they portrayed that in this movie, I think people would absolutely lose their minds. Yeah. Yeah. So how would you feel about that, Sonia? Um, Would it be a lie? Well, I feel like I would probably know about it by, like, unless it was like a new revelation. But if that mm-hmm. was, like, how I found out, I think I would be very sad. <laughs> That's fair. I, um, yeah, like, I didn't know the conceit of the film when I watched it. So then when they did the initial, the opening, and then they just cut to What's-His-Face's life, I kind mm-hmm. of, like, for a bit was like, did I start watching the wrong movie? Because, like, it was, a, <laughs> it was a long, like, I'm at the sister's wedding, I get a fight with my, uh, like, dad. And I didn't look mm-hmm. up who was in it or anything beforehand, so I was like, "Did I? Did something happen?" And then it finally they... connected like later. Switch <laughs> to the wrong scene or something. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's put a pin in uh, Mr. Rogers for the moment, and uh, let's move on to talk about a little a little movie called Philadelphia. Moving further back in in Tom time. Oh, going back in Tom time. Yeah. Tom Tom I'm. I can't do it with everything you guys. Tom I'm. No, you can't. Not with. Not <laughs> I'm with gonna everything. try, but I can't. Um, so, uh, Philadelphia is, of course, a mid-90s, uh, film for which Tom won his Oscar. Uh, his only Oscar? I can't recall. He won an Oscar. It doesn't matter. Um, uh, it tells the story of a, uh, a lawyer who, uh, contracts, uh, AIDS and, uh, is fired, ultimately, because of it. And, uh, um, he then fights the legal firm he was working with to try and win uh yeah win a bunch of money back does anyone the... win yeah, yeah that's no true. one wins <laughs> that's why that's why i was gonna use a different word but couldn't think of one um he of course hires uh denzel washington to represent him and uh the drama just flows Ooh. At, drama. Out, out. Major drama. Um, uh what are you guys thoughts of tom's performance in performance in philadelphia in terms of characterization it was okay. Whoa. <laughs> I'm just kidding. 
<laughs> no, he's amazing in this. Like, no mm-hmm. question. Um, there's a lot of layers. There's a lot of complexity. There's a lot of, like, oof, really good face acting. There's mm-hmm. a lot. And I feel like of the three finalists, this is the one where he's, like, capital A, like, acting. Yeah. Like, he's mm-hmm. losing 30 pounds. He's having gay sex. He's, like... <laughs> He's putting on prosthetics. He's doing it all. He's doing yeah. it all. There's, there's not much that you can do after a performance like this that you haven't, like, short of dressing up like Iron Man and going full green screen. Yeah. I mean, you know, you've done every movie trick in the book by this point. Um, yeah, so true. And I mean, it just works. And uh, the film, I would argue, is probably the best of our finalists. But that's uh, not what we're, that's not what we're talking about here. True. Yeah. Um, so, uh, characterization, uh, which leads us directly into voice and physicality, uh, um, an immense amount of work done, uh, just an absolutely stunning amount. <laughs> uh, you know, his transformation throughout the film, I think is, you know, truly incredible. And I know that hundreds of people had to work to make that happen, but, uh, what are you guys' thoughts? Yeah. How he like. You know, he begins, he's all healthy and smarmy and, like, bounding Mm -hmm. around. And then, yeah, his shift to just, like, rejected and sad and, like, sick. And then to the end where he's, like, literally on death's door is, Mm -hmm. like, he, he really runs, he runs the gamut and he does so well. Mm -hmm. I also heard that they filmed, or heard, (laughs) I read that they filmed it in chronological order which maybe would be helpful oh for an actor but probably yeah that makes sense I would think, yeah i would think so it'd be tough if um, they're like let's film the, the death scene first <laughs> yeah i mean i think there's still like a few moments where i especially voice wise i really felt like i heard tom um but you're right that there is like quite a range Mm -hmm. and his like transformation is very impressive. Um, and especially the physical transformation. Yeah. So definitely big points for that. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. Uh, what do you guys uh, think in terms of tension and emotion? Don't, don't hold back on me now. Again, like, mm, fine. (laughs) (laughs) The man dies on screen. Just kidding. I cried. So I cried like the whole time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I will rate. Well, I, well, no. Do you, do you have any initial comments before I stir the pot? Uh oh, she's she's got her spoon out. She's stirring the pot. <laughs> she's. We're ready for it. <laughs> we're ready. Um, is so without without question the biggest movement of tension and emotion in it is from his interactions with Denzel, who uh, starts. I you know I would say is not an enemy necessarily, but as an indifferent party, and then slowly gross to understand but uh you know all of the elements sort of fighting at one another is is it tom's movie Mm. you know like he's he's doing so much and like you know the man won an oscar it's an incredible performance but uh is he only half the party here i Um, mean i guess that's kind of true of all three of our movies this week when i think about it I don't know about the burbs as much, which is why I'm kind of wrestling with my order of things right now. Because, mm, uh. But I don't think the burbs would be as effective if it wasn't for all the those ensemble, other people. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But my point is that that ensemble could be shifted 
Whereas with Philadelphia, like Denzel and Tom are doing like the work of their lives. I mean, it's hmm. amazing. But right? I don't know that that necessarily takes away from like Tom's performance. Mm-hmm. And you know, let's like I don't talk know that it. it has to be just his movie for that to mm-hmm. be worthwhile. Yeah, I think originally they wanted Denzel's role to be like a bit of a comic relief. Like, oh, cut. more of a, like, oh, no. like, I think they were going after, like, a Robin Williams or, like, a Bill Murray. And then when Denzel was available, he's like, oh, okay. So, so like, that would have... Are just shocked by that statement. That right would have been so shocking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think it really benefited the film having Denzel, who oh. wasn't doing, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> Pratt Falls in the courtroom or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. And well, and not to mention his, you know, his his reaction to this other character is what really sells what's happening to him, right? You know, it's it's one thing for uh, you know Tom to have this performance, but then through editing and Denzel's performance, you can see like the things they focus on, and like when they kind of get like a win and start working together and do different sort of, you know, they have their little moments even in the courtroom. Or the library. Uh, you know, it's incredibly compelling. Um, but uh, I, I, I fear for it in the uh, To March Madness standings for what's going on in Jeremy's head. Anyway, uh, on to style points. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts here? Hmm. Sorry, I thought, as Sean, for some reason I thought you were about to say something, so I was waiting patiently. Oh, word. <laughs> I was just collecting my thoughts, I guess. And that's the, the magic the magic of Zoom, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. We're all very like talking over each other awkwardly. Um, um, um okay. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. You of go course, of you course. go, Sonia. Okay. I I I don't know is kind of the short answer. Like mm-hmm. it's hard for me to imagine someone else in this role, but that's partly because it's so iconic and mm-hmm. I like, I don't know. I feel that someone else could have done it, but it's hard to imagine. I feel like um, if I was, you know, pre 1991, I would be sh- kind of shocked that Tom was getting this role mm. after yeah. all these like fun, frothy eighties comedies that we've seen. And so I think it's kind of surprising that he actually was given the role and then rose to the occasion so well. Mm-hmm. Um, and also just like, it's a pretty challenging role. Like it's a, in 1991, it's like, do you want it to be known as like, you know, or like, do you want to portray that? Like maybe a young actor would be like, I don't know how that's going to look on my record. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I think the homophobia was still so real, especially about AIDS and yeah, it's interest. It's an interesting choice to associate yourself with that. Yeah. But I, but I feel like that does come through in the like in in the film as a whole and uh there's some pretty overt you know parts of it and as i said before it's hard to it's hard to think of a world where that would be the reaction to something like that but i mean it happened you you mean like a world where we call coronavirus the chinese virus did that happen yeah uh trump still calls it that oh my god this isn't a political podcast and i'm not trying to take it there but like Oh, God. Sadly, not as far away from real life as we want. That's, well, 
Sorry, Jerry. Sorry, Jerry. Buzz killed the soul here. <laughs> Sergeant Buzz. Buzzkill. Sergeant Buzzkill reporting for duty. Well, well, I want to know what's really up, but good. Oh my god. We'll okay. talk about it well, later. I promise. Sure. Um. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. Sal points. That's where we were. Sorry. I don't think. That's <laughs> okay. Uh. I don't. I. I really don't think anyone else could have done this in the way that happened. And guys, this is like fully, this is now a full sidebar right now. But for whatever reason, whenever we talk about someone else doing a Tom Hanks role, I think of Tom Selleck. And I'm just that's like, that's so not going to work. Like, They're like, it has to why. be another Tom. Well, uh, Tom Hanks says, I think it was Tom Hanks. He has this joke about seeing, like, he's at some award show. And have you heard this or no? No, yeah. I don't think so. He was at some award show and uh, Tom Selleck was at the urinal and he walked up to the urinal to take a pee. And he looked over and it, he said, looks like we're a couple of peeing Toms. <laughs> and, and then Tom Selleck just left the bathroom because oh he wasn't, he wasn't famous really that bit, that well yet. Like, so he just like, alone. yeah, like, it's just like, might not even know who this kid is. But. Oh my God. I love that. Anyway, maybe because of that joke and their first name, I just keep associating it. But, uh, no, I can't I think I can't you're right, see... Jerry. I don't think Tom Selleck could have done this movie. No, he certainly <laughs> could not have. That mustache? Come on. <sighs> there's, there's absolutely You'd have to no shave way. the mustache. It would have to be gone. It'd have to be, you know, completely gone. Anyway, uh, yeah. So with that, perhaps we should, uh, take a, a quick break, which for us won't really be a break. We're just gonna stop something and resume it, but we'll see what happens. Don't let them in uh, on the magic of this. <laughs> You're listening to Spoiler Alert on 91.3 FM, CJTR, Regina Community Radio. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to Spoiler Alert on 91.3 FM, CJTR, Regina Community Radio. Uh, we are just wrapping up our To March Madness uh, event. But uh, before we continue on, uh, it's... Uh, oh, where's my watch? Uh, do, does anyone know what time it is? Know? Yeah, um, it's about 1.30 in the afternoon. It's know. game time! Oh! Tom, 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 Tom! <laughs> wow. <laughs> for I those who don't know... That. that was good. <laughs> for those... <laughs> You're practicing. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, that got me. It got me. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay. For those who don't know, if you're just tuning in, the game is where I spend literally probably like 20 minutes this week uh, finding a title related to our topic that these two have not seen. I tell them the title. They tell me what they think it's about. I tell them what it's really about. And we all have a great time. Are uh, you two uh, ready to play the game? I am. Yeah. I am. This week's title is Every Time We Say Goodbye. Mm. That title again. Every time we say goodbye. Wow, a short and snappy title. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a, a, a romp. Sean, do you want to go first? Sure. Okay. Um, so I think it's about a hypnotized suburbanite man who's kind of doofy in his real life. But mm -hmm. um, whenever he hears the word goodbye, it snaps him into the deeply undercover FBI agent that he is because he's, <laughs> he's trying to solve a crime. <laughs> but he is so deep undercover that he doesn't know he's an agent. Wow. Oh. Sure. So yeah. it's like his trigger word or whatever? It's his trigger word, yeah. Yeah. Who uh, who stars in the film show? Um, well, he obviously. And then um, his plucky uh, wife is his other FBI agent. And she is played oh. by um, some <laughs> someone <laughs> whose name is... 
I feel Can't like it's Rebecca, Rebecca De Mornay for some reason. It's from well, the how? Angels, obviously. Yeah. Oh, ooh, that's a date. That's you're digging deep. Okay. Okay. So this is like an 86. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Movie. Okay. Wow. All right. I would see that. I would go to that. Sonia. What think, is every time we say goodbye? I think this is yet another Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan rom-com. Oh. And. You've been pitching a lot of these. I know. It's my, <laughs> it's my theme. Um, they okay what happens is they keep meeting in different lives like mm-hmm. as their different reincarnated selves and they keep Whoa. like trying to like they're like meant for each other but they keep having these series of complicated events where they don't like it just doesn't work out until mm-hmm. the like final iteration which is in like i don't know 1990 new york <laughs> um meg ryan has big pants on um <laughs> and they finally it's finally like their time to shine that wow. sounds like a beautiful Cloud Atlas. The yes. yeah, it sounds like it's going to happen. We didn't talk about Cloud Atlas at all. Oh I almost God. picked okay. it for one of them, and I was like, I can't do this to them. It's yeah, so no, long. that's. Uh, <laughs> I actually just found Cloud Atlas on my uh, bookshelf, so I might read it now that I'm in quarantine. It's good. Mm-hmm. I like the book actually. Does it describe that character as Tom Hanks? Yeah. <laughs> okay. It does. It does. Like uh, a primitive, Tom a primitive Tom Hanks. A uh, Tom Hanks-looking fellow. Um, <laughs> all right, you guys. Uh, you are both in no way, shape, or form close. Uh, oh. It is a romantic film, but I don't believe it to be a uh, comedy. Um, it is about uh, a young Tom Hanks, uh, who is an American pilot who joins the RAF before the U.S. enters World War II. And he is shot down, and he meets a uh, a, a girl of Spanish-Jewish descent, and uh, they uh, form a relationship that lasts for only the length of the movie. Uh, An hour and a half? And, yeah, basically. Anyway, uh, it sounds Sad. just okay and is not well-rated. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to watch it. Sounds uh, like my cup of tea. Yeah, you go, you go ahead and watch it. Uh, anyway, it was released in 1986. Mm. So uh, probably, uh, probably his first sort of crack at Philadelphia success that uh, didn't that didn't really happen. Uh, the game is, of course, lovingly brought to you by the biggest theater in town, the Kramer IMAX Theater at the Saskatchewan Science Center uh, at over 13 spirit bears tall. Wow. Uh, I wish we could get, it, get ourselves in there, get some eyes on that screen. Oh, I would That's, do anything. Oh, man. The second this thing clears up, we're all going to review uh, a movie from... Uh, the Kramer IMAX, whatever it may be. Spirit Honestly, Bear. That's a really great idea. I We're hope going. it's Spirit Bear still. We're absolutely going. Great. Uh, just because we could before and chose not to. Uh, and like fools. Now... Like fools. We didn't Absolute know what fools. was available. We miss you, movie theater. We miss you, okay? So I really do miss yeah. movie like theater. Like so much. In the, in the year that I decided to make or my only resolution in 10 years to go to more movies. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god, Jerry, is this you your You made fault? this happen. I went to a bunch, and then it got shut down. Shut down. Oh. Anyway, maybe I'll have to extend that to next year, but we'll see. We will see. You guys, we are rating our finalists for To March Madness. Uh, we have talked about A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. We have talked about Philadelphia. Let's talk about the black sheep of the group, The Burbs which is a 1989, as old as I am, film about Tom Hanks living in the burbs. Initial thoughts. Um, I 
like this is a black sheep but i really love this film mm. oh yeah and like tom is just like he's easy breezy loose silly cute he's just like pulling out everything in his arsenal and it just is like oh you're such an effortlessly good um little leading man mm-hmm. i feel like it's a real star making turn yeah sonia Okay, well, I didn't like this movie as much as you two historically. We know this. But I did like it, and I did think it was funny. And it is also mm-hmm. not unlike some of the stuff I was saying about Mr. Rogers, but kind of like the other side of the coin. Relevant yep. in a new and different way in this time where we are highly aware of what our neighbors are doing. Mm-hmm. And I can't stop thinking about that part. Mm-hmm. But it's even more truer in a way that if someone did move in and you had no pulse on what they were up to at all mm-hmm. you know you would just absolutely freak out yeah i mean you would i would be fine i am that neighbor but uh <laughs> you're uh, always digging in the backyard you free always and then at every, night all the time <laughs> yeah when, uh, what else would you do it i don't want the glare off my shovel you well, guys i get hot okay um you guys what do you think of his characterization in the burbs um he is like such good physicality um and also, just like in general about it, is that this was happening during a writer strike, so mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff on uh, in this film was improvised. Um, Interesting. Which makes me believe that he has amazing instincts, like the gurney scene, like that hilarious yes. gurney scene. He improved that. <laughs> like they improved a lot of like the parts that you're probably like, that's the best part. I think that he probably improved. <laughs> I or most likely. of the actors did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um. Hmm. I just I feel like this this one's tough because just the sort of like style of film it is. I feel like there's not as much mm-hmm. for him to do in terms of characterization. Like that's not really the focus of the movie. But I do think he did like a good job. This is one where I do hear and see a lot of Tom Hanks. Um. But yeah. His, like, his physicality is great. We'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. And it is hard to kind of start juxtaposing these in mm-hmm. the fact that, like, you have not, well, just talking about the most recent two films, uh, like, in Philadelphia, you have a very paced, you know, well-thought-out, well-crafted thing versus, like, a guy just going crazy and then seeing what they get out of it. Yeah. And uh, I think, you know, there's, there's, you know, there's skill and effort to both, but Putting one over the other, I don't know what to do. Anyway, uh, you guys, uh, voice and physicality. Let's talk about that. Um, physicality, hundred percent. Yes, I love him in this. He is such a frady cat. Like he's, he's he always just like drops things out of fear, and it's just like shaking and quaking. And I don't know why it's so funny and just like a bizarre choice for this man. Um, also, I was reading that this is the first time he played having a child on like being a dad, and he fought tooth and nail to not have a kid because then he thought that it would be like he'd be typecast <laughs> as a dad for like the rest of his career, oh. which so honestly like, maybe he did. So interacting with that kid in no way, shape, or form was a result of that. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, he's like, he I won't even like... pay attention to you. Yeah, he's like barely a dad. Yeah, and the yeah. kid basically doesn't come back after that breakfast scene. <laughs> uh, every once in a while I was like there wasn't a kid in the burbs and then I have to like 
Oh, Carrie Fisher was in it though, and then it kind of leads me mm-hmm. leads me back. Uh, Sonia, your thoughts on voice and physicality? Yeah, so like I said, not the most like nuanced vocal performance, mm. I would say, but the physical comedy definitely makes up for it. Um, also, just young, young hot Tom mm-hmm. is young gonna Tom. gonna get some points for me. Dog. <laughs> Yog. <laughs> <laughs> Should we uh should we have a, a a you know sex appeal category the next time we do like this? a chili pepper? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and maybe it doesn't count towards things, but we would all know where we're at. Yeah, like, yeah uh, we just need that. to know where we're standing. Meryl would have yeah, got okay. a lot of chili peppers. She would have. Yeah. Absolutely. For uh, Silkwood, you, for sure. Oh, you yeah. guys saw The River Wild? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, The oh. River Wild. Oh, oh, that movie. Maybe I'll rewatch that in core here. Those those biceps, those biceps. Um, okay, you guys, tension and emotion. This is a big one because I don't know if this movie has it. Well, he does that. Do that really good, um, angry speech to yeah. the crowd about mm-hmm. how they misjudge their neighbors, and mm-hmm. has a very epic tantrum freakout, ending in the iconic throwing himself in in an ambulance. <laughs> That was like, it's a really good scene. Uh, it's so I've, good. I, I think I've watched it every week since we did that show. Just that scene of it, him throwing the gurney. It, it keeps it keeps coming up on YouTube, so I just watch it. And like his face is all bandaged and everything. And then and when Terry's just, just like, "Honey, are you okay?" And he's just like, <laughs> "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, there's, there's definitely tension, and I think like it's an interesting tension between him you know, like, resisting the pull of the peer pressure of his neighbors. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, you know, sort of his, like, more paranoid brain trying to take over. Um, but I don't know how much, like, emotion is there. Mm. I, I feel like fair. I don't need him to be doing all that. Yeah, that's that kind of not what of, the movie is. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. his just sort of, um, the way it's so effortlessly goes is kind of all he needed to be doing Mm -hmm. i feel like i would start sensing the thirst if he was like you know acting acting yeah true and i do think the you know leaning towards it just getting more and more wacky and out of control and you know they start doing more horrible and more horrible things sort of lends itself to this kind of crazy way of maybe making a movie where you don't fully understand where it's going to go, but you're just sort of making moments that you hope you can stitch together. I would be curious to see what was written uh, when they started. Yeah, I think it was... um, I don't know how much was written, but they... He... the Sorry. The director hired the original writer to act in it as well, so he could kind of slip around like a little bit asking him what he wanted for a scene without actually hmm. breaking any rules, which is very shady. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. Oh, Gotta get it made, you guys. Also, Tom Hanks did not get along with the guy that played Art at all. Mm. But he's wow. a professional. And it's true. So he's doing he's he's doing the work, you guys. All right. Uh, <laughs> into our final our final point, which is style. Um what are you guys' thoughts on style? I yeah again I didn't really expect this film to stand out when we started I never heard of it mm-hmm. but for some reason him in this just was like a shiny diamond in like a pile of weird muck 
But I was like, <laughs> this is a star, baby. Uh, but I feel that way about volunteers as well, mm-hmm. which didn't make it to the, but that was something none of us had seen before that we watched during this. And, uh, even with all of its problems, which are numerous, it's still pretty enjoyable. Like it was still just a good time to, to see. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. Um, yeah, I kind of think a lot of people could have done this movie, but it did make it a lot better that it was Tom. Mm. And I, I really did enjoy like seeing him do this specific thing. Yeah. For some reason, seeing Tom assault his his foreign neighbors was <laughs> yeah. just made a little like easier it to softens, swallow. It softens the blow a little. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> think of think of how this movie would have been done if it was Mel Gibson, right? That's yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> That's an extreme. Okay, you guys, we have uh, we've really beat the crap out of these movies. Wow. Uh, each with their own show, and now all three together in one show. Um, and we got to pick which one's the best. And I am struggling still. Wow. Um, between, you know, what was a very amazing performance that relied on another, uh, person versus, you know, something super original and, uh, fun that Tom did. And, uh, I don't know what to do. That also was helped by other people, I would say. Absolutely. I would agree, but not to the same degree. You know, not, yeah. Like, like I'm, you know, Carrie Fisher. I don't even know if she put makeup on to do her. Not that she... she I read like, that she, she had a wig, up, but the wig looked exactly left. like her real hair. And <laughs> like, that people couldn't tell if she was wearing the wig or not sometimes. <laughs> True. And, uh, you know, I think for in cases like that, it's a missed opportunity, certainly. Because I think she could have been doing so much more. Yeah, I agree. But at, at the same point, you know, they, they knew what they wanted. They wanted Tom and they wanted to cash in on his Tomness. And it worked in my opinion. Um, so uh, how do you guys want to rank these? Should we each say the third? And yeah, then, let's uh, each say our third. Let's say our bronze medal is. Okay. Okay. So hold on. I, I can write it down. So Sean, what do you got? My bronze oh, medal is. Oh. oh. I have a thing. Oh, she's got, a, a, thing. Yeah. She's got okay. a spreadsheet. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to cross it off. Sean. My bronze medal list is um, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Knew it. Um, Sonia, <laughs> a great Mine. film, but it had to be there. Okay, mm-hmm. don't yell at me, everyone. Mine's the burbs. I'm gonna stand up and walk away. No, don't do it. It just oh. is what it is. I love Mr. It Rogers. Is what it is. Mm-hmm. Okay, my uh, my third is a beautiful day in the neighborhood. I already had it in the spreadsheet. I, I, I assumed, yeah. Okay. Bef- before we need our before we do our second picks, yeah. I need a favor from each of you. Okay. Because I I need help. Jeremy needs help. Uh, uh-huh. Will e- will each one of you pick a movie and debate by that one is the best one for thirty seconds? <laughs> <laughs> Sean, <laughs> can please? I have Philadelphia? <laughs> uh, well, that's what I was gonna do, but I can do no. I can do the burbs. I can do the burbs. yeah. Sean, you, you got the feels for the it. burbs. Yeah. Okay. Because it wouldn't be fair if I did it. Yeah. Yes, please, please help me. Please help me. Okay. Okay. Am I going first? I can, can go first. Like... Okay. So, The Burbs. You're given raw talent. You're given a man that has instincts that are very successful. He mm-hmm. is, he takes this run of the mill, you know, put it on the assembly line sort of film from Hollywood and he elevates it to where it's in the finals of one of the best of Tom Hanks' career. Okay? What else can, what else can he be said? And he was probably like 27. You know, there you he's go. a young a young whippersnapper. 
So it might not be as good as a film as Philadelphia, but you cannot deny his raw power, his silly, mm. effortless mm. power in this film. Mm. Okay. Thank you, Sean. Thank you for that. Thank you. Uh, Sonia, if you, if you please. With respect to my esteemed colleague, Sean, <laughs> <laughs> I must disagree. Um, I think that, you know, despite your hesitation about how much Denzel's work factors into the strength of the film, you're only thinking about Tom here. And just because Denzel is so magnificent, I don't think that takes away from the true depth and breadth of uh, Tom's performance in Philadelphia. Because he's giving you charming, healthy kind of smarmy lawyer he's giving you funny he's giving you all of the tom things that you love and know and then he's also giving you an extreme physical performance um he's giving you just so many different shades and so many different notes and you know sure denzel did a lot for this film but also how impressive is it that tom doesn't get lost given how strong Denzel is in this film. You know, it would be easy for someone to be overshadowed, I think, by the strength of Denzel's performance, and I would argue that Tom wasn't. Mm. Okay, thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Wow. Okay. Um, wow, wow. Uh, I, I will give my second choice first. Wow. Uh, okay. Uh, after that debate. Um, uh, hoping to have my cake and eat it, too. Uh I, I I I give the silver medal to Philadelphia. I knew it. I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> hoping, hoping, hoping that the 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 river will flow the way I believe it will. That is my selection. Sean, what is your silver medal? So even after my rousing speech, I'm going to give sil- <laughs> the silver medal to the Burbs. Amazing. Yes. Uh, likewise. Uh, well, actually, no, not likewise, because of what yeah. I gave third. Um, I gave A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood my silver medal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you guys, my first place choice is the Burbs, as, uh, uh, as the only holdout. Uh, and and, uh, and to, to shock it. Philadelphia. Yes. And so, the winner... Is Philadelphia. Oh, thank God. Okay. Clap, 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 clap. I thought, I knew that's what you were doing, Jared. I thought that's yeah. what you were probably doing. Yeah. No, I, uh, I was worried about it. Sean was kind of a wild card there, but, yeah. uh, I mean, you, it's, it's, there's no question it's a better film. Like, there's no, yeah. I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna try and. Well, but um, it is hard because they're totally different films. They're completely yeah, different. Absolutely. And they're yeah. gems in their own way. Mm-hmm. Oh, All good, right, you guys. good to March Madness, guys. Good to March, to March Madness, Madness. You guys. Philadelphia comes out on top. You know what I realized the other day is that we only have to do this for seven more years before we can have a uh, like a March Madness, March Madness. <laughs> oh, Previous great winners idea. against each other. <laughs> All right, so, we're in it for the long haul. Let's, let's hope the show has legs, people, because uh, we got oh, we got legs. Oh, legs for days. <laughs> uh, you guys, in the last four and a half minutes, uh, what you watching? Um, I can do just do a real quick one. I have sure. been watching. I discovered the Lord of the Rings trilogy. <laughs> um, I don't know if you guys uh, ever heard of it. Original um, cut or, or extended? Original. Oh, dude. Why Just like the ones on Netflix. Those um, might be extended. Oh, maybe they're, maybe yeah. they're extended. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but basically, I knew it swept the Academy Awards for like three years when I was like 14. Um, but I didn't have access to the books or the films and I just didn't really investigate. Um, 
And so I watched them and it was amazing, um, except that the amount of times that a huge army rolls in at the 11th hour and saves <laughs> everyone's life is insane. It's um, like four or five times. It happens like twice a film. And also the amount of times that Frodo just rolls his eyes back and faints also happens like six times. <laughs> and Samwise has to save him. Um, oh, what else? Oh, and also uh, Peter Jackson utilizes the Wilhelm scream a lot. Yeah. Like 40 <laughs> times. Every time it's just someone being like, ah! <laughs> um, and Pippin and Mary are the real stars. True. And... Uh, and I just had a great time watching them. Nice. It's maybe wild to me that you're watching Tol- it for the first time. Yeah, maybe we yes. should do a Tolkien yes. episode. Oh, that's a good yes. idea. Yeah. Do we do The Hobbit in there, too? Oh, we might yeah. Have to do Throw two Martin episodes. in there. Ooh. Okay. We might have to do All two. Right. Okay. Um, I have been wanting to watch this show for a long time, and I recently found it on Crave, I think. Ooh, it might have mm-hmm. been Amazon, but I think it was Crave. Uh, the other two, which uh, I believe Sean has heard of. Um, it's a bunch of cool American comedians, kind of like from the alt comedy scene. Um, It stars uh, Drew Tarver and Helen York as these two kind of like, just kind of clueless, messy, self-centered, late 20-somethings, whose 13-year-old brother becomes like wildly famous from a YouTube video, kind of in the style of Justin Bieber. And it's just them sort of like being swept along on his ride to fame and like coming to terms with themselves. Um, Ken Marino is in it as their brother's manager. Molly Shannon oh. is their mom. It's so, 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 who? so funny. That sounds who are so they, funny. Sonia? Who, who um, plays Drew, the other two? Drew Tarver and Helen York. Helen York. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, I don't, I don't really know either of them other than from some comedy stuff. Um, hmm. But yeah, so it's so good. Have you watched it, Sean? No. You would really like it. I think I would love it. Yeah. It sounds and, hilarious. And Wanda Sykes is like a record executive who's just like constantly selling out this child and it's <laughs> so good. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, so you guys, uh, wife of the show and I uh, started and finished a, a little show that's kind of, it's seeing some popularity. Uh, Sonia talked about it last week. It's called The Tiger King. Mm-hmm. Um, have you all, have, have you all seen this yet or no? Yes, I like this. Sean, new... I like this Sean Erasure. He's the one who brought it up last week. I know. I know. <laughs> but they're I adding a new episode. The they are? Uh, yeah. They're, oh, what, Sean? They're adding a new episode, I heard. Oh Jared, my God. Jared, okay. what did you think? <sighs> first, first and foremost, I hate every individual on that show and feel so sorry for each one of them in different ways, except for that one guy who like stole the zoo. I mean, come on, that guy, that guy's just the worst. Jeff, we hate Jeff. Yes. Oh my God. But, um, you know, it's an incredibly shocking story. That's actually 80 very small stories that all kind of intertwined, but maybe don't and all this kind of jazz. But, um, uh, you know, the, Watching someone interact with a tiger the way they do just makes me uncomfortable to the nth degree. Well, because it's wrong. Yeah, it's true. No, it's not good. Anyway, you guys, that's all the time we have. I'd like to give a shout-out to the Garys for the use of our theme song, Manatuna, my co-hosts, Sonia and Sean, everyone here at CJTR, or there at CJTR, and to our listeners, Spoiler Alert is broadcast 
uh, live Wednesday through the 6th and rebroadcast <laughs> Thursdays at noon. Uh, it's also available as a podcast on CJTR's website and anywhere else you can get a podcast. So check us out on Spotify or and anything if uh, we're not li- live in air quotes on the radio. We're on Twitter at SpoilerAlertYQR and Instagram at SpoilerAlertCJTR. And if you got some time, check out a little show called My Electric, which usually is up next but might have to be a separate podcast right now. We'll see. We'll see. Anyway, uh, have a great week. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.